Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Living Waters Flowing. I am Nina Menace. It is a pleasure, as always, to be before you. Today is November the 6th on a Sunday, and just came out of a power-packed church service at my church at Deeper Fellowship Church in Orlando, Florida. My pastor is uh, William McDowell, the uh, infamous worship leader. So if you don't, if you've never been to the church, never tuned in, please check us out on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, Services have been absolutely amazing. God's glory falls frequently at my church, and I'm so grateful to God for that. Also, um, shout out to Queens of God Facebook group. Let me tell you, we are amongst a beautiful group of ladies that we come together through our Facebook uh, group community and we laugh together, we pray. Um, there is a lot of words of wisdoms that, that are released through the post. And I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful. And I thank each and every one of you for your love and support. Also, speaking of love and support, thank you for my faithful listeners. I praise God for you. God bless you. Also, my first-time listeners, welcome. Welcome to Living Waters Flowing. I pray that you are blessed today. And feel free to go back through any of the old podcasts. I have plenty for you to go through. And um, I pray that they're all a blessing to you. Let's go ahead and open this up with prayer. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your name. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. You are an amazing God. Lord God, we know that there's nothing that is impossible for you. We know that your word is truth and it is life. And Lord, I ask right now that you would use me for your glory only, that you would minister to your people through me. Lord, I willingly decrease myself to nothing. And I ask that you increase and overflow out of me. Speak through me. Speak to your people. Your people are here to listen to you. And I thank you, God, that you have a word for them. Lord, touch, heal, and deliver is my prayer today. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, um, God gave me a word, and I thought that it was going to be a short word, um, which it might still be. We, we still have hope for that, but we're going to let God have his way. And if it takes a minute, it just takes a while. But the actual name of this podcast today is Keep Answering the Call. God is speaking, y'all. Keep answering the call. I'm going to go ahead and just open up with the beginning scripture, which is going to be Galatians 1, 15 through 16. I'm going to read this from the NIV version. And it says, but when God who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him amongst the Gentiles. My immediate response was not to consult any human being. This is Paul speaking. Paul said, I immediately responded to the call. 
He didn't consult with Peter, who was known to be the father of the church at that time, the, the, the very top apostle that you go to to get the blessing on different things. He didn't have to go to Peter because Peter was not the one that called him. God called him and he was fully aware and embraced and received that call. Amen. Let's also go to 2 Peter 1 and 10. I'm also reading from the NIV version. And this is Peter talking. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. What does it mean to confirm your calling? That means that in everything that you say and do, Whatever it is in your life, you're going to conform it around your calling. And you will make your election sure, like it says in another version. You make your election sure by carrying out the things that God has called you to do in that calling. To carry it out by his power, by his spirit. Amen. So what has God called us to do? What has God called us to do? And I'm going to go through some points, but I want to just kind of bring some things to just some common things that we can relate to. And that would be when a phone call comes through. Okay. When a phone call comes through, do we answer? Like if there's uh, many phone calls that you receive during the day, Do you receive the first call and then not answer the other phone calls? Unless, now some of y'all may not answer the other phone calls because it may be a bill collector. (laughs) It may be a bill collector, so you may not answer the other calls. But let's say these are just regular calls from people that you know. Do you answer the first call and not the rest of the calls? Or do you answer every call? Do you answer every call? Do you answer every text? And like I said, some of us, we don't answer every text because even these bill collectors come through text messages. Um, There may be text messages that um, are advertisements from maybe some department stores that we bought something from or whatever. But we're speaking of through people, people that we know and love. Do you respond back to those text messages? So it's the same here. God wants you to keep answering the call. This is not a one-time thing. This is not a, okay, God, yes, I say yes to your will, yes to your way. Use me for your glory. It isn't just that initial surrender. It is a continuous surrender to God's will. It is a continuous yes. It is a continuous, um, I'm available to you, Lord. It's a continual thing. Amen. So God wanted me to highlight just three areas that surrendering to the call, answering the call entails. This is answering the call on a continual basis. 
This is saying yes to God on a continual basis to do these things. Amen. So the first point that um, he brought to mind is to live a holy life. Let's go to 2 Timothy 1 and 9. And in the NIV version, it says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So this is a grace that continuously calls for us to live a holy life. Now, the Hebrew word for holy is Kadesh. And it just means to be set apart for a specific purpose. To be set apart for a specific purpose. Now, when you hear set apart, you think... Okay, so is that isolating me from everybody? No. No, even though he does call us to moments and times of isolation. And normally during those times, he is healing us. He is preparing us. He is speaking life to us. He has given us new direction, new perspectives. There's so many reasons why God calls us to isolation. Amen. But this is not what this means. This means that your life, your entire life has been called forth and apart from the world to do God's will, to do what God has planned and purposed for your life. Amen. So what does it mean for us in just everyday life? It means that All we do is influenced by our call in the word of God. So all we do, all we say, how we conduct ourselves, how we carry ourselves, how we show up in the world amongst the rest of the world. Do we exemplify the the purpose of God? Whatever he's called you to do, do you look like that? Do you do you sound like someone who is called of God? And, and as far as in the world's view, they're not going to say, oh, they look like they're called of God. <laughs> it just means that there is a distinction between you and everyone else. There is a difference in how you carry yourself how you freely share your belief and your faith. How there's just a light that shines from you. Your whole aura is just enlightened by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Your whole countenance reflects the glory of God. Amen. The way you speak and the way you carry yourself means that you have a nobility to you that cannot be pinpointed. Some people may um, may be intimidated by that. And um, this is just being real. 
because they really can't grasp what it is about you, but they know that you're different. They know that you're different and you don't do what everyone else is doing. You don't speak like everyone else is speaking. There should be a distinction. You should be set. You should stand out. You should be, it should be very apparent that you live for something and someone greater than the tangible. Amen. When we live a holy life, it is actually, it actually means that we do. Um, I'm sorry. When we live a holy life and when we carry out and we live the purpose of God on purpose, then that means that we do so in our life choices, in the decisions that we make, amen, in relationships. Like it says in first um, Psalms, it says, do not live in um, under God, uh, I mean, wicked counsel. Do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. We're not doing like everybody else does. We're not taking the advice of people who live of the world and do as they do. We actually take counsel with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so we do so in our the area of education that we take up like let's say god called you to uh, be an entrepreneur called you to own businesses and god says i need you to prepare yourself and he's a lot of times he doesn't give us the specific things to do but he leaves that up to us and so The Holy Spirit, of course, is our help. He's our guide. And the Holy Spirit is leading you to go to school and get your bachelor's in business, get your MBA. And then go and get your master's. Okay? And then in the area that you have pinpointed that you're going to do business in, you go and take up some classes in that. Let's say you're going into real estate. And so you go in and you go and, and take classes in real estate and you, you get all the knowledge, you store up all the knowledge that you can and get all the wisdom. You surround yourself with mentors and people that are in that area so that you can soak up all the wisdom, knowledge and understanding that you can to carry out the call of God on your life. That's what that means. That's what that means. And also, um, in what advice you accept or reject. See, we can't take everybody's advice because even though a lot of this advice sounds good, sounds really good. In fact, it may have worked for them, but we have to always go to God and say, okay, God, is this what you want me to do? Holy Spirit, what is it that you advise for me to do? This sounds good and it makes sense. It, it, it makes sense to my reasoning. 
It makes sense to my logic. But is this what you want me to do? Or will this lead me away from where you're leading me? Amen. We have to have that kind of mindset. Also, um, what it means uh, when we do so in our life, um, in our life, we actually see it in what habits we no longer entertain. The things that we used to take pleasure in that may not have been the best, that may not have... Now, some things are not always about drinking, smoking, getting high, um, um, getting with the wrong people, um, being sexually promiscuous or lying, cheating, um, just doing things that does not bring glory to God, okay? It's not always about that either. Sometimes it's about habits of not getting things done, procrastinating, maybe habits of not following through on what God is calling us to do, making a habit of not doing as we tell people that we are, we're going to do. Amen. And I'm telling you, Hey, <laughs> no, trust me. I know life can get pretty hectic, but sometimes God wants us to pay attention to those areas because sometimes that serves as a roadblock to where he's trying to take us. Amen. So he also, it also affects in the areas of what we do in our spare time. See, what we are called to do should have every bit of bearing on what we do in our spare time. Now, not to say that we're always 24-7 going to be thinking about work, 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 work. And we do have to have some playtime, some downtime. Yes, we do. But God wants us to always have a mind that is circulating and building upon what he has called us to do. It also involves what we're thinking about and what we say out of our mouth. Because that definitely goes together. When you have a call of God on your life and you know the area that God has called you to, start speaking life into that very thing. If God has called you into ministry, start speaking life into your ministry. If God has called you to sing, start speaking life into your songs. Start start articulating yourself in a way that is going to bring glory to God. Amen. Start speaking life into that area that God has called you to. Those things that God has called you for. And what that is doing is because your words are seeds. And they're also water for seeds. See, we can speak words and establish some things. And we can also speak words to help grow what has already been spoken. Amen. And that's in ourselves and that's in other people. 
especially for other people. Amen. And see the word of God. That's why the word of God is so important. The word of God, if our words are seeds and they're water for seeds, think about God's word, how transformative his word is. It literally plants the seeds of God in our hearts, in our spirits, in our minds. His words heal. They bring deliverance because they are the words of God. They are truth and life. Amen? So, when we speak the words of God, heaven reaps a harvest of truth being manifested in us. See, heaven rejoices when the sons of God are revealed. Amen? We are the sons and daughters of God. Heaven heaven waits for us to speak the word of God so that it can be manifested here on earth. And this leads to us walking in the spirit, which produces what? Holiness. In 1 Thessalonians 4 and 7, the um, New Living Translation says, God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. And a lot of people believe that this is about adhering to rules and regulations. That's not what it's about. See, being holy, as we said earlier, means to be set apart for a specific purpose, right? So when we're living a holy life, we are living a life that exemplifies God's purpose, that exemplifies God, that is a reflection of God in the earth. So if our lifestyle is not reflecting God and his purpose, then that's when we're living in error. That's when we have, we have given our lives over to the world and not to God. So that is why God says, be holy as I am holy. Amen. So I'm going to move on to point number two, but before I do that, I want you to know that when we live according to God's purpose, according to his will, according to what he has preordained, predestined us to do, we are not only just fulfilling our call, but we are enabling others to fulfill theirs. We're also giving and bringing glory to God because people will thank God for you. People will thank God for you walking in the purposes and the and the will and the call of God on your life. And a lot of times you living a holy life, exemplifying, displaying God before people. No, we're not perfect. And I say this all the time in in, in my podcast. We are not perfect. We will never be perfect. Especially me. (laughs) We will never be perfect. But we serve a perfect God. And God thinks so much of us. 
that he has given us the responsibility to live a Christian, which means Christ-like, life so that we can bring Jesus to earth, so that we can be walking and talking examples of God's grace, his mercy, his love, and so that people can see that to live for God means all of these things wrapped up into one. When they see God heal you, when they see God deliver you from drugs, alcohol, um, deliver you from um, unhealthy relationships and, and, and replace it with joy and peace and, and a testimony that just touches hearts and transforms lives and they feel the power and the presence of God on you. That means more than anything you will ever give up doing. To know that your life, your very life, transformed somebody else's life for the better. That means more than any habit that we could ever pick up and carry out. Amen? And it's all for God's glory. Amen? Amen, my God. So let me move on to number two because I've been stayed on that another 20 minutes. <laughs> so number two, point number two is God has called us to be like Jesus. Let's go to Romans 8 and 29. I'm going to read out of the NLT version this time. And it says, For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn amongst many brothers and sisters. Amen? So, you know, I'm nosy, and I like to dig deep in in, in words. I like to go deeper. And so I looked up like, and the word like means having the same characteristics or qualities as, or similar to. Also, I I got nosy again, and I looked up characteristics. Characteristics is a, let's see, I'm sorry, a feature or quality belonging to a person, place, or thing. And serving to identify it. So God wants his people to have his identity, have the identity of Christ Jesus. People ought to look at us and our life and be able to identify that we belong to Jesus. I mean, the very word Christian means Christ-like. They should be able to see Jesus in us. There should be a difference. We should not be blending in with the world. We shouldn't be looking like the world, doing the same things that the world does. We should not even get our pleasures from the same things that the world does. We should be looking like Jesus. Now, Jesus was without sin. So I I know a lot of you are saying, hey, there's no way I can be just like Jesus. 
he was without sin. That's understood. I completely get what you're what you're saying. However, God has still given us the grace to become more and more like Jesus every day. Every time we look, look into the word of God and we allow that word to transform our minds and get into our hearts and in our spirits and we start living that thing out, we start looking more and more like Jesus. We start talking more and more like Jesus. We start doing things that we never did before. We start walking out the very plans and purposes of God. We start getting wanting to be closer to God, just like Jesus. He was around all those people, around his apostles, around everybody. But guess what he did? He took time to go off by himself, just him and the father. And he would spend time with his father. And he would be, he would be, I could just imagine that he was being nurtured, that he was being loved on by the father and that he was given instruction and that he was told what to do and how to do it. He was, he was being given um, guidance and directions and instructions on how to handle the apostles on things to come. Amen. So God has called us to bear the image of Christ Jesus in what we say and what we do. Now, what does that mean? Now, Jesus walked in his power and authority. And I mean, he walked in it, honey. He walked it out without shame. He did not make any excuses for it. He did not, um, even though the chief priests and all of those in high position was coming at him, he still walked in his power and authority. Amen. And that's what we should be doing also. We should be doing the same thing. Jesus said in John 14 and 12, in the New King James Version, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than, than this he will do, because I go to the Father. Jesus told the disciples, and he is telling us in Matthew 10 and 8, out of the New Living Translation, heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. Now, when I see raise the dead, he's speaking of those who are literally dead. But what I am sensing and picking up in my spirit is also those who are spiritually dead. Amen. We are surrounded with people who are walking around spiritually dead because either they do not have Jesus or they have turned away from Jesus. And their spirit is dying. Their spirit is starting to, to die beca- and because they're becoming more and more like the world. Amen. And God has called us to heal the sick, to raise the dead. To raise them means to raise up the blood banner of Jesus. 
to raise up his word before the world and said, come with me. Let me show you a man. Amen. Let me show you. Let me talk to you about my Lord and Savior. Let me talk to you about um, a God who loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. And cure for leprosy. Those those were people who had that skin disease. Well, look at what we have nowadays. We have all kinds of diseases. And kind of to mirror it with leprosy, we have uh, monkeypox still out here. So God wants to use us in powerful ways. And he has empowered us through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit that lives in us to do the works of Jesus. And like he said, greater works shall we do. God wants us to be like Jesus. As I say all the time, Jesus is our instruction manual on how to live in this world, but not of this world. And a lot of times that can come with a lot of pressure. And Jesus suffered that same type of pressure. He was called all kinds of names because of the power and authority that he walked in. He was called all kinds of things. He was called a demon. And it's because he walked out his assignment here on earth. He walked it out with no guilt, no shame. It didn't matter what people said about him. He did the will of the Father. He knew there was more at stake than just trying to win a popularity contest. He wasn't there for that. He was here to be our example and to die for us. He was here for a lot more reasons than that. He was here to teach us. He was here to leave a a footprint in the earth that cannot be erased spiritually. His very life was meant to teach us how to live for God and how to die to our flesh daily. And so that leads me to point number three, and I'm done. I promise. And I'm going to try to make this quick because I haven't been here a little while. But God has called us to take up our cross and follow Jesus. To take up our cross and follow Jesus. In Matthew 16 and 24, in the New Living Translation, Jesus said to his disciples, If any of excuse me, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. What does take up your cross mean? What exactly does that mean? It's being willing to die to self to follow Jesus is being willing to die to our ways, our ego, our plans, 
our worldly needs, wants, and desires, die to our routines and comfort zones. Ooh, now that right there can be painful because we are a creature of habit. So when you shake us in that area, sometimes we get a little uh, aggravated. But it is to do the will of God. And what is that? And that is to carry out the assignments, the call of God on our lives. And what is that call? A call of absolute surrender. Absolute surrender. See, Jesus is our ultimate example. He was not thinking of himself at all. Not at all. Everything he went through when he was going to and fro and he was teaching and preaching about the kingdom of God is like, the kingdom of heaven is like, when he was being ridiculed, when he went without, now think about this, Jesus was not living in, a, in, in comfort. Jesus did not have his own home. He did not have the luxury of having a routine of doing the same thing day in and day out. Jesus was on the go. He was on the go doing the will of the Father. He was healing. He was teaching. He was bringing deliverance to those who were bound by demons. He was bringing sight to the blind. He was making the the lame walk and the dumb to talk. He was doing the will of the Father everywhere he went. Everywhere he went. Yes, did he rest? Yes, he had to. His human nature, his human body had to rest, had to eat, had to do the things. And I'm sure he enjoyed times and moments with his uh, disciples where he did not, where he was not teaching or or wasn't um, giving instruction or direction. But for the most part, his life exemplified God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Amen? So, Jesus, when he was walking the earth, he was not thinking of himself. He carried the cross on his back. The same back that had just suffered 39 lashes that ripped the very flesh from his body. When they drove the nails into his hands and feet, he was thinking of us, y'all. Even so much so that he asked God to forgive those that was causing him pain and anguish. He said, God, forgive them. Father, forgive them because... They know not what they do. Do you know what kind of heart that is for people that are doing actively doing evil to you? Actively trying to kill you and you're not even thinking of yourself. You're thinking of them enough to say, Father, forgive them. That's a love that is indescribable. 
Amen? So Jesus was thinking of us so that we now can think of others as we die to ourselves for the sake of fulfilling the call to serve God's people. Just think about that. Jesus was thinking about us as he was suffering undescribable torment and pain. And he was thinking of us. He was thinking of the souls and the lives of his tormentors. So God wants us to take up our cross and follow Jesus. To not think of ourselves, our lives, and and it's just us and, and my family, my immediate family, and it's just us and no more. He wants us to think outside of ourselves and what we have and what we don't have and what we want and what we can't have. Amen? He wants us to think heavenly-minded. He wants us to be kingdom-minded. Amen? I'm going to end this by going to Matthew 6 and 33. That just came to my mind. So give me a moment to go to it. And then we're going to move on from here. I promise you. Matthew 6 and 33. And I'm going to read it from the NLT version because that's the version that's coming up for me. It says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. When we shift our entire focus on Jesus, on the call of God on our life, to mirror Jesus and what we, how we carry ourselves, how we show up in the earth, how we show up in the world. When we take up our cross and walk daily, when we live a holy life, when we mirror our heart to have the heart of Jesus, then that's when you're going to see transformation happen in your life and in the lives of everyone you encounter. See, when we live a life that is not about ourselves and not about just our family and our friends, and we literally step out and do what Jesus did, which was walk the earth and heal total strangers. We can heal people with our words, through our encouragement, through lifting people up in prayer. Because we have that same power and authority as Jesus, right? He said, greater work shall we do. So that's what the call is about. 
us carrying out those greater works in the earth. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that you have given us the privilege and the honor of being called and chosen by you. You have chose us for such a time as this. Even in the world that surrounds us and we, we see such chaos and so much violence and so many things going on in the earth, disease and viruses, but God, you called us to greater. Lord, we step into this time and we say yes, Lord. Lord, we surrender to your will and to your way. Have your way in us, Holy Spirit. Lord, I lift up each and every person that is listening right now. I'm asking God that you would minister to the hearts of each and every one of them. That you would touch them, Lord, in a way that nobody else can. Lord, they see that their life means so much more than their everyday activities. That there's so much more to life than what they see. I'm asking, Lord, that you would speak to them. That you would give each and every one of the people that are listening to me right now an encounter with you that will change them for the rest of their life. Lord God, I thank you right now that you are doing a mighty and great work in each and every one of us. That your hand is upon us heavy, God. And that the works that you have called us to do, God, you will see us through each and every step. Lord, thank you for your spirit that will lead and guide us along the way. Thank you for your power and your anointing that you've placed in each and every one of us to do your will. Lord God, I thank you that those who are in need of healing, God, Lord, that by your stripes, they are already healed. Lord, I thank you that those that stand in need of anything, God, Lord, everything that they need is in you. Everything that they need is in you. And I'm asking, God, that you meet every one of these needs according to your riches and glory. Lord, I thank you for deliverance. I thank you for healing being released. And I thank you for your deliverance power being made manifest through your truth. In the mighty and precious name of Jesus, God, we thank you. Amen. So I thank you so much for spending time with me today. And if you have any prayer requests... I am always willing to pray over your requests, keep them coming, um, send them to livingwatersflowingministry at gmail.com. Also, you can look me up on Facebook. It is under my name. Um, Also, ladies, women of God, we would love to have you in Queens of God's Facebook group. It is queen with a crown in front of it when you look it up. And we would love to have you in the group. Um, We are a group of loving women, women who love God and who love each other. And it is such an honor and a privilege to be a part of that group. So I just want to say I love each and every one of you. And I pray that you heard God's heart today.
because I know I did. It makes me want to strive to do all that God has called me to be. All that he's called me to do. I am willing and ready. Are you? I'm ready to go. Let's do it, y'all. So until we speak again, may the living waters of God continue to flow in your life. Have a blessed week.